thank you for tuning in to another episode of Highly Functional. This is Brianne Showman, and I am joined today by OCR Elite Morgan Schultz, who is also dominating High Rocks at this moment. Morgan and I had a very in-depth, valuable conversation around her injuries, but more importantly, the cause of her injuries, being a female and being a runner. I feel this conversation is highly important for everyone to hear, as if you are not a female, you definitely have important female athletes in your life, whether you are a spouse, a sibling, a coach, a friend, you name it. So on that note, whether you are an athlete, a clinician, or a coach, I think you'll find this conversation highly valuable. So let's tune in. Morgan, thank you for joining me today. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm excited to get you on here. We have some important things to talk about that I think are going to be really fun to dive into um, because it's such a prevalent issue in a lot of athletes, especially female athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of to get started, just kind of give your, I want to say give your background, but your background is kind of your story and leading into everything. So (laughs) (laughs) let's just kind of start there. Like, who are you, where, and like, take us on your athletic journey. Sure. So my name is Morgan. Um, I'm 22 years old. I'm from Chicago. Um, I was a runner when I was in college. So I got recruited to run cross country and track for the University of Illinois. Um, And that kind of started because I dabbled around in track and field, but a lot of other sports in high school. And I kind of found success pretty early on. in high school. So I got recruited to a bunch of division one universities and I ultimately decided to go to the university of Illinois just because I had a lot of different opportunities in regards to majors. And I knew they had a pretty good track program. So I started my running career, um, at the university of Illinois in 2015. Um, it went pretty well for my first year. Um, I was running yards and distances between the 400 all the way up to the 5k for cross country. Um, a little backstory, I was more of a sprinter in high school, so I kind of transitioned into more of like a middle distance distance person um, into college. So it was kind of new to me to run a little bit longer distances and to do longer workouts and such. So transitioned into a distance runner um, from a sprinter in high school, and I had a pretty good freshman year. And then going into my sophomore year, I started to kind of increase my training, like perhaps a little bit too much. Um, I was doing extra workouts that my coach hadn't planned. I was trying to get more mileage in because a lot of the really good cross country girls were putting in just like ridiculous amounts of mileage. I'm talking like 90 miles a week, which is just insane for someone who's running a 5k cross country race. So I was trying to keep up with them, um, at home in the summertime. And, um, I kind of became obsessed with just like increasing my mileage. So going into my sophomore year, I, ended up getting injured. I had an overuse injury. It was a stress fracture, which I had a few in high school. Um, but that's cause I was kind of new to the sport. So sophomore year, I got a stress fracture in the fall, tried to come back a little bit too early, got another stress fracture. Uh, so ultimately my college career career was kind of riddled with injury. And I actually ended up having to stop my junior year. Um, I got medically dismissed, which means basically you just can't compete anymore in the NCAA because I had too many stress fractures. So I ended my career in college with seven stress fractures. I had three of them, two of them were in my femurs, 
three of them are in my shins. One was in my sacrum, which is just your tailbone for people, basically your tailbone for people who don't know. And, um, one in my foot. So that's how my running career ended basically. But that kind of brought me into the sport of OCR and CrossFit. So I had to take about five or six months off of training altogether after that injury. And then I started doing CrossFit at a local gym near my university started training and weightlifting and I was putting on weight and like eating more properly just because I kind of started to notice the impact of eating more on my athletic performance. Uh, so I started lifting weights and I started, uh, then I signed up for my first Spartan race, just kind of on a whim through social media, which I did with my sister. And then, uh, I realized I kind of wanted to take it a little more seriously. I started to miss running a little bit, um, started to miss running fast, uh, so I signed up with a coach who I'm, I'm now coached with Dennis Welch of the Endurance Project. Um, and I've been with him for probably a little bit over a year now. And it's been such a fun journey trying to get back into that um, competitive headspace and competitive mindset in a environment that I feel like I can excel in. Very cool. I'm curious, your sprinter went to middle distance. What was that like? Was that a fun transition? Was that kind of a frustrating transition for you? Was it kind of something you were forced into or a willingness? What was that like? I would say it was kind of, it was kind of forced. So it, it kind of started in high school. I was a hurdler. So I did the 300 meter hurdles and um, we didn't have any 800 meter runners at my, at my school in high school. So I decided to be the, a really fun idea to, <laughs> <laughs> to double in the 300 meter hurdles in the 800. And for people who don't know, at least in Illinois, the 800 and the 300 meter hurdles are only one event apart. So it's the 800 the 200 and the 300 meter hurdles. And I just thought it'd be kind of fun because I'm just like that to take on both of those in one meet. So I did one day and I broke the school record just randomly without any, any distance training. I was just a pure sprinter, but I was, I was fast. Like not, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but like I, I could bust out like a 55 second 400 in high school. So I had that like strength endurance background. So I just kind of on a whim, I think I ran a 218 in the 800. And then I turned around and I ran like a 45 in the 300 meter hurdles. And that was when my, my coach was like, you know what, you're going to try and stick with this middle distance thing, but you can still dabble in the sprints. Cause he saw that I had potential cause I hadn't trained for middle distance at all. So I was kind of forced into it, but I liked it. And then moving into college, my track coach thought I would be a really good steeple chaser, which I never got the opportunity to do cause I was too hurt, but it was because I had a background in hurdling so I had that uh, skill that it takes a lot of people a long time to learn on how to hurdle. And then he also knew that I was starting to progress really well in the 800 and the mile. So he kind of wanted to like make me a hybrid almost where I could use my hurdle strength and then be a distance runner. And then at the time at U of I, at the time I um, matriculated into the university in 2015, we didn't really have a good distance squad. So they kind of just needed bodies to basically fill the roster so I was like, sure, I'll just do cross country too. Um, so that's kind of how it happened. Um, I was kind of put in that position, but I mean, I, I knew I wanted to do it and I like to challenge myself. So yeah, I mean, it was hard for sure because there's an increase in mileage, but I like anything that would challenge me. So when it comes to Spartan, do you prefer more of the sprint super distance then? Or do you like mm, longer? See, that's a, that's a hard question. Honestly, I think... I think I prefer the shorter stuff. Um, so I did my first stadium race and I think I, I fell in love with the stadiums. 
Um, I just love the high intensity. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like a CrossFit wad in the middle of a running event, which is like so fun. And honestly, stadiums are still pretty decently long. Like they're what, like half an hour maybe. And that's like a pretty decent race. So for me, I would say I like stadiums, but I could still hold my own on the longer distances. Like I got seventh at the North American championships in the beast, which is my first beast I ran. Um, I think I just had a good day that day too, but I kind of like pride, pride myself on kind of being pretty well-rounded at all of the events and not just good at one, but I would probably prefer the shorter ones just because it kind of gives me an opportunity to showcase my strength as well as my speed, like a stadium. Yeah, that makes sense. And I can mm-hmm. see with your CrossFit background, why you prefer the stadium or why you like the stadium. Cause I'm kind of the oh, same. Oh, for sure. That. For sure. They're so fun. They're so high intensity. And I feel like it's such a good spectator, like, one basically like people can sit in the stadium stairs and basically see the whole thing if you're at the right stadium so it's pretty cool I feel like I feel like Spartan has a good opportunity to kind of showcase stadium races a little bit better yeah and it's a good I think it's a good entry point for people as well yeah uh, like definitely yes, the sprints are but I think the stadiums are even more of a better entry point for people yeah mm-hmm. I completely agree um I want to dive into the injuries <laughs> mm-hmm excuse me, because they couldn't figure out what was going on. And that's why Mm -hmm. they were discharged. Um, kind of go through that with us. Like what do they all do to try to figure it out? And then what did you ultimately determine was a lot of that factor? Sure. So, um, my first stress fracture I had was in high school. Um, and what I thought was kind of just like a tight and sore hamstring turned out to be a stress fracture in my femur. Um, and that one was kind of, I was increasing my mileage a lot. I had never run cross country before and I was running like up to 45 miles a week. So I kind of, not, not to say I knew it was coming, but I kind of just jumped into the sport really fast. So that one, they never really did any tests to see why I got or injured. They just kind of chalked it up to, I increased my mileage too quickly. Um, and that was the only time I got injured in high school. And then flash forward to my college career. And right from the beginning, I started to just get nagging injuries, like right away. Um, the first thing my, I think my freshman year, I had a stress reaction to my shin and I had another one in my femur. Um, part of me kind of just didn't, I kind of did it to myself. Like I, I would start to feel them come on and then I would just run through them. So, um, which obviously is not a good thing and no one should ever do that when they feel an injury, kind of stop and assess it, see what's going on. Um, <laughs> so I don't, yeah, not promoting that at all, but that's just what I did. Um, so I would see our, um, athletic trainers all the time for like nagging injuries, but I mean, I was so stubborn. I would just run through them all the time. So by the time I got my, um, probably like my fourth or fifth, I started, the doctor started to become a little bit worried, like, you know people do get injured in the running scene, but not as frequently as you are. So they started to do tests. Like I got a DEXA scan, um, and a bone density test. I don't know if they're different. I think they're the same. I'm not sure, but it basically just shows you (laughs) what your bone density is, like what it normally should be for someone who's your age, your height, your weight, and what an unhealthy range is. I really don't know the numbers or anything, but they did show me a graph, show me where my bone density should be and where it was, and it was normal. So this was maybe like my fifth stress fracture into this whole fiasco. So they were like, you know, like 
you're just probably unlucky. I'm like, well, that's, that's not okay. Like, I don't want to accept that answer basically. So I kept running. Um, I kept like recovering from these stress fractures, but you know, nothing was really getting better. I was decreasing my volume significantly. Um, I would run maybe like 15 to 20 miles a week, but I was still cross training like ridiculous amounts. So ridiculous amounts means like two hours a day, every single day. Like I wouldn't give myself a day off. I just thought like, you know, my coach would be so proud of me. Like I'm working out all the time. Um, (laughs) But I would still get injured. So by the time my junior year came around, I had seven stress fractures. And my last one, which I totally knew it was a stress fracture, um, was in my sacrum. And that that one hurt the most. Um, I got a uh, MRI done. And they're like, yeah, you have a stress fracture. And I was like, darn it, like, this is probably it. Because my sixth one, the doctor said, if I have one more, then we, like, you probably shouldn't be running anymore in the NCAA. So then I went back to the doctor after my last one. And they were like, all right, like, we're not sure why these are happening. So we have to medically dismiss you. And like, that was it. Basically, they were like, okay, like, we did the bone density scan um, your weight and your height are fine. Like, so they were going off of like BMI. They were like, your BMI is fine. Your height is fine. And I was always a little bit more muscular for a distance runner. So for them, like someone who has a healthy, healthy BMI might have a very low body fat percentage, which is what I had. Um, but they didn't really dive into that a little bit. Um, we were never really taught much about nutrition either but so basically after I got dismissed from this uh from my team at U of I um I kind of just looked back on my career and I noticed I had some disordered eating habits um I wouldn't say it was like a full-blown eating disorder but I was not eating properly for how much energy I was expending um so I kind of just took that upon myself to kind of like think about what was going on. Cause I wasn't just getting these for no reason, just because my bone density was fine. There was obviously something going on. Um, so then I kind of just came, came about like to myself, like no one told me like, this is why you're getting injured. Um, but yeah, so that was how my, that was how my running career ended at U of I took some, I took some self-reflection like a while after, but that's what I came, came upon. Yeah. And, and I think that's a good, it's an important thing to bring up because so many people, especially runners, especially females are overly concerned about, well, I mean, as runners, we don't necessarily want a, to- a whole lot of weight on us. Right. In the OCR world, it is a little bit different because we do need that mm-hmm. strength, but there definitely is this, like, I need to be leaner mentality. Mm-hmm. So we eat less, not realizing how significantly we're underfueling and how significantly mm-hmm. it impacts our bodies when it comes to injuries. Oh, for sure. I, I remember, um, it kind of, it probably kind of started when I was going into my sophomore year. Um, I went to the Olympic trials. Well, I was, I didn't compete there, but I went to watch and I noticed that all the girls who were good and like the 800 and on were thin. And I was like, okay, well, if I need to be really fast and be an Olympic caliber athlete, then I just need to be thin. And I was, I was always a very thin person. Um, and I was always really lean, so I never needed to lose any weight, like without a doubt. But I started that trend of like eating a little bit less every day, um, kind of skipping meal, not skipping meals, but you know, not eating an extra fry 
I actually, I, there's no, I would have not eaten fries during that time. <laughs> not eating, <laughs> not eating, not eating an extra potato or something. <laughs> um, but it kind of just started slowly, but over the course of like a year, like I lost probably 15 pounds and from someone who wasn't, who was thin already, like I was very emaciated looking and I was very lean, like extremely lean to the point where people were complimenting me though. They were like, wow, you look really good. And when someone says that to you, you're like, oh, well then I'm going to keep going. Like I'm going to keep eating how I'm eating because I look good and I'm performing well. I remember I did a run. This really showed how fit I was. I ran for an hour and I tried to keep six minute pace as long as I could hold. I was like, if I can make it like close to an hour, then I'm really fit. And I don't know why that was like my method of determining how fit I was, but I held it for seven and a half miles at six minute pace. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so fit. I made it to like the 50 minute mark. Like I'm going to be an all American. There was just a lot of things going through my mind. Like, you know, I keep losing weight. I keep, I can run faster and farther at a, at a faster pace than this is working. So kind of just went, I just kind of went down this rabbit hole. And once you're in that rabbit hole, it's so hard to get out, like so hard to get out of, no matter what anyone tells you. I would see, see, I didn't really see dietitians or anything until after I got too injured. But when breaking it down to the dietitians that we worked with at my school, it was so like sad to see how psychological it becomes too. Like, it's not just like a physical thing where I'm losing weight. It was like, man, I'm stuck in this, this rut of like, I can't eat like, can't eat this, can't eat that. Like I would label foods as bad and good, which it's not, that's, that shouldn't be a thing. People shouldn't do that. It's just, you should eat things in moderation. And I've grown so much from going through this. And I feel like I can provide people with information on how not, not to go through this. So it's kind of a blessing in disguise um, in that aspect. So what was that process like for you to break out of that and create these healthier eating patterns? Mm-hmm. I think for me, it started when I couldn't exercise for six months after my um, stress fracture in my sacrum. I was told I couldn't do anything. Couldn't even go in the pool, couldn't bike. I had to sit on my butt for six months. And, I, and like in my head, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter anymore because I'm not an athlete. Because I, I thought I wasn't going to do anything, excuse me, ever again. Like I was like, well, I'm not going to be an NCAA athlete. I don't care anymore. <laughs> so I kind of went through like an opposite end of the spectrum, not opposite, but I was like, whatever. I'm not going to be an, I'm not going to be a runner anymore. Like I just thought I was done. Like I'm who cares now? So over the course of six months, I put on weight, of course, cause I'm sedentary and I'm just eating like whatever I want now. I wasn't like overdoing it, but it was like, you know, my nutrition doesn't matter as much anymore. So, but then after I got recovered and I could start to exercise again and I started CrossFit, I started to get into that culture of fitness and working out to be healthy and not to be thin. So it's kind of more like how I started to do CrossFit and I started to feel better about myself. So I started treating myself better, but in a way that I felt good about what I was eating and I wasn't restricting at all. Like I wanted to eat to perform because CrossFit, when I started that kind of gave me an outlet to do something and compete with people. So I would go to the gym and I would do my one hour workout and I would try to be the best in the box. Uh, and I would love workouts that any, any running workout that I saw the night before, I was like super amped. I was like, oh, I'm going to kick everyone's butt. Like, this is going to be so fun. So I started to fuel myself so I could work out really well. I didn't want to eat not a lot because I knew I wouldn't perform that well that day. But I feel like having CrossFit, which ultimately turned into OCR, um, allowed me to kind of provide a 
better eating pattern because I want to eat to perform. I didn't want to eat to lose weight anymore. I wanted to maintain my strength and eating less wasn't going to cut that for the sport of CrossFit or, or, or CR, OCR for that matter. Yeah, I think that's one of the benefits of CrossFit is that in the CrossFit world, it's like encouraged to have that muscle and have a little mm-hmm. bit of a bigger structure, not necessarily a lot of fat on you, but that bigger structure. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's yep. normal to see that versus that lean person, which can be definitely beneficial. For sure. And I was starting to follow people on Instagram who were CrossFitters like Sarah Sigmund's daughter, Tia Claire Toomey, all those really good big named CrossFitters. And at this time, I actually went to the CrossFit Games in 20, 2018 because they're in Madison, Wisconsin, and I live in Chicago. So pretty close. So that kind of flipped that switch that kind of kind of came full circle when I went to the Olympic trials in 2016 versus when I went to the CrossFit Games in 2018. I was like, oh my gosh, these people have completely different bodies, but they're ridiculous athletes nonetheless. Like, I got to remember that. Like, these people are eating to perform, and they look amazing, and they're crushing it. Um, so it kind of, like, changed my mindset a little bit after going to the CrossFit Games and seeing them in person, too. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm curious, looking back and comparing them, like, you felt like you were, comp- like, performing amazingly as an All-American athlete when you were that lean mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Knowing how you feel now that you're eating more – how do mm-hmm. those two feelings compare as far as do you feel you're performing better now or then comparatively? Hands down, I feel like I'm performing better now because I feel like right now I'm more of an all-around athlete. Like I can still crush a really fast mile run, but I can also deadlift 300 pounds. And there's no way I could have even like deadlifted the bar when I was <laughs> running track <laughs> in college. Like it's just so amazing how much, how quickly my body like recovered and turned around to do something totally different that no, never in a million years would I think I'd be running Spartan races and like throwing weight around in stadiums and stuff. So I think now, like without a doubt, I'm healthier. I'm not as, I'm not getting sick all the time too. So like when I was, when I was like, um, really thin and underweight in in college, I was always like on the verge of being sick. Like I would always have a cold. I was always cold in general. I had no body fat. So it was like, was it worth it? Like, I mean, I was, I was running really fast, but I was never healthy. Like, so just because you're fast and just because you're performing well, doesn't mean you're a healthy person. So right now I feel like I'm like the best that I can be in regards to my health and my fitness. That's awesome. I want to get into the identity part a little bit, because you did mention like being an athlete was your identity. And for a period of time, you did lose that identity and you kind of went mm-hmm. into this like unknown area. If you remember what kind of was going through your head during that time, how did you cope? How did you adjust? Like, what was that whole process for you? Yeah. So I feel like it's something I still think about today, but so when I was like in high school, I was always the person who was like the athlete, like I was always known as like, oh, I'm the fast person or, oh, you were the athlete of the year. And like, it was so cool, like getting these awards and like recognition for being an athlete. But I feel like that's all people knew me as like, I was the runner. I was the fast girl. I was the girl who was going to U of I to run like all this stuff, like all these things that people thought of me as, but I was much more. But when I was in the moment of when I was an athlete, that's what I defined myself as. I was a student athlete in college 
And when you're in like a group of people who have the same mindset as you, that's like all you define yourself as. And that's who all, that's the only group of people that you know are athletes. So it's like when that got taken away from me, I had to shift my mind and realize that I'm more than just a runner. I'm more than just a strength athlete. Like I have a lot more attributes and capabilities than just being an athlete. And for me to kind of realize that now is like a complete 180 because my whole life was running um, back in like 2015 through 2018. Like that's all I did. And that's all, that's all my interests were. Like, I didn't even know what I wanted to do when I wanted to graduate college because all I cared about was just running. Like I really did not care what I wanted to go into. And now I'm so like gung ho about getting another degree because I enjoy, I actually enjoy education and like educating myself on topics that I like. When I was a runner, I literally didn't care. I mean, I got a degree because I had to get a degree, but I went to school because I like wanted to run there. And that's all I cared about. But when you took that part away from me, I kind of realized how much deeper I am than just an athlete. And that's still something I think about and I not worry about, but I still define myself as an athlete, but it's only a subset of who I am as a person. Like I'm more than an athlete. I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a friend. I'm a student. Like when I was in college, I would just define myself like, oh, I'm, I'm a runner. Yeah, I run at the university. Like I didn't have any other passions or interests besides just running. So now like after I got that taken away from me, I kind of realized that I'm more than just an athlete. Like I do more. I have more interests. So it's kind of blessing in disguise because I realized what I wanted to get into. I got involved in a lot of different things. When that was taken away, I um, I started doing research in a research lab on campus and I realized how much I enjoy um, the research process, um, how, how much I enjoy um, epidemiology, which is what I'm eventually going into for my um, graduate degree. And there's no way I would have known that I wanted to do that had I not gotten my identity, quote unquote, stripped away from me. I actually, now I find out truly who I am and what I'm into after that was taken away from me. That's really cool. And I love how you found one found that silver lining, but two were able, was really able to dive into like what, where else do your passions lie? Mm-hmm. So once you've yep. got that moment to step away from that and really look into like where, what else can you, where else can you prosper essentially in life? Right. Awesome. Kind of start closing it out. If someone's listening to this is kind of dealing with, you know, the, that injury cycle, the under eating and like they know it, but aren't sure how to break out of that. Mm-hmm. Being that you have dealt with this, what advice could you give them? I would say the the main thing for me, which is something I wish I would have done when I was in college, was to reach out, reach out to someone for help. Like reach out to someone who you trust, who knows you well, who you think can can provide some good, true advice to you on like how like how someone who can tell it to you as it is, like someone who can who can help you bring you down from your high. Because like when I was in high, when I was in college. Um, I had no one to tell me that, you know what, like you're running too much. You're not eating enough. Like no one was there to tell me that or give me advice. So I would say for someone who's struggling with something that I was kind of going through to try to find an outlet, like maybe it's a best friend, maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a teacher or a coach that can kind of sit you down and like talk you through what you're doing and then where they see you, where they see you going if you continue those habits. So if I had someone that was kind of like there over my shoulder telling me, hey, Morgan, you shouldn't be working out three and a half hours a day, four hours a day, you should probably be eating more Then there's, I don't think that I would be in the situation that I, that I am in now. Also, I would tell them to be honest with themselves. 
Is there a reason why you're injured? Are you training too much? Are you training two times a day? Do you need to be training two times a day? What's your ultimate goal out of doing all this? Do you want to, do you want to get faster? Is there, a, is there a better way to improve your running time without working out so much? Um, so I would just tell the person to be honest with themselves. Maybe write down what are things that they're doing that they think they shouldn't be doing. Um, what are things they're doing that, that they think are good? Kind of like talk that over with someone that they trust. And kind of get that verbal feedback with an individual that they think would be able to help them out the best. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Of course. If someone wants to reach out to you, has questions for you, or just wants to follow your journey, being that you're mm-hmm. crushing it in high rocks, where <laughs> Thank can you. they find you? Uh, probably Instagram would be the best. My Instagram handle is morgan.schulz. Last name is spelled S-C-H-U-L-Z. And then also I have a Facebook and my name there is just my name, Morgan Schultz. Awesome. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was a really fun conversation. And that concludes this week's episode of Highly Functional. If you enjoyed it and found the information helpful, I invite you to head over to Facebook and join my group, Obstacle Course Racing Athlete Health and Performance where you can both join your OCR tribe as well as find very helpful, useful information on how to become a more dominant racer, a more resilient racer, and truly race at your peak performance. And until next time, let's go out and be highly functional.